In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said, if animals possessed so much knowledge with regard to death as you possess, then you would have never found a fat animal to eat. Because out of fear of death, they would all become lean. Hazrat Aisha anha asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, can a person be included amongst the martyrs without martyrdom? Can a person be included amongst the martyrs without martyrdom? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, a person who remembers death 25 times during the day and night could be amongst them. A person who remembers death 25 times during the day and night could be amongst them. It is mentioned in a hadith that the person who recites, Allahumma barik li fil maut wa fima ba'd al maut 25 times could be amongst the martyrs. This is something that we should include in our daily ma'amul of reciting this 25 times. 25 times will take about 25 to 35 seconds. But what a great benefit and virtue. Allahumma barik li fil maut wa fima ba'd al maut. The muraqaba of maut that we are supposed to be doing, this is the bare minimum that by reciting this 25 times at least that much will will be reminded of death and this is such a great dua Ya Allah grant bless me in death and after death at the time of death the blessings of death is that death comes upon Iman death comes in a condition that a person is in a condition that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with him and after death the blessings of after death all he is saved from the adab of the qabr from the trials of the day of qiyamah from all the other difficulties of that time and taken straight to Jannat. The reason for these virtues is that excessive remembrance of death causes disinclination towards this world and it makes a person prepare for the Akhirat. On the other hand, neglecting the remembrance of death causes engrossment in the desires and pleasures of this world. Atta Khurasani says, once Nabi passed a gathering from where the loud sound of laughter was heard. Nabi said, include the remembrance of that which will disturb the pleasures of your gatherings. Include the remembrance of that which will disturb the pleasures of your gatherings. The Sahaba inquired, O Nabi what is that which disturbs pleasure? Nabi replied, death aspect that is mentioned here is that Nabi Wasallam passed by this gathering where he heard the sound of laughter very loudly. As far as he himself was concerned in the ahadith it is mentioned that Nabi Wasallam never laughed aloud. His laughter was to the extent of a smile and if it was something very much that he would have smiled so much that his the teeth that normally are not visible because he smiled so widely, those teeth would become visible. This was his laughter. There was rarely ever any sound heard out of his laughter. So this, when Nabi Salaam heard this loud laughter, this is what he then advised them, that include the remembrance of that which will disturb the pleasures of your gatherings. The Sahaba inquired, what is this? He replied, death. 
In one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu has said, remember death excessively. It prevents sinning and causes disinclination towards the world. So person, as we mentioned yesterday as well, person has death in front of him and he is away and realizing that this could come at any moment. He's conscious of that. That this could come just suddenly. So that would become a great barrier between him and son. Very difficult now for him to get involved in something haram because he's conscious that suddenly in the midst of this I could die. And Allah forbid, people have gone in a situation that nobody wants to be in. People have left this dunya in a way that Allah Ta'ala protect us. People's janazas were carried off the bed of zina. People's janazas were carried out of casinos. These are ibrads, it's something not to pass judgment on anybody else. That is something obviously nobody wants to be in that condition. But it is ibrads, it is a lesson that we should never be bold in these things. Always be conscious of death. Imam Ghazali says, the matter of death is very terrifying and yet people are very neglectful of it. Firstly, because of their involvement, they do not remember it. And if they do, then too because their heart is attached to something else, it is only remembered verbally which brings no benefit. Hence it is necessary that the heart be made free from everything else so that death be remembered in such a manner as if it is in front of one. This is the same muraqaba of mot that we are repeatedly discussing, that to meditate over death. One is just a casual discussion of it, or to just think about it in passing. Meditation is something else. This is the meditation what is being discussed here now. That hence it is necessary that the heart be made free from everything else totally clearing the heart, emptying the heart at that time from all other thoughts, all other concerns, everything else out. And that be remembered in such a manner as if it is in front of one. The method of doing this is to ponder over the condition of one's relatives, friends and dear ones who have left this world and how they were placed on the beer, the janaza, and then buried in the soil. One should think about their beautiful features and high positions. How the soil has transformed their good features. How their bodies have been separated into pieces. And how they have left behind their children as orphans. Their wives as widows. And their dear ones and relatives crying. All their goods, wealth and clothing were left behind. This will also be my condition one day. How they sat in gatherings laughing aloud and today they are silently in their graves. How they were involved in the pleasures of this world whereas today they are sleeping in bare soil. They forgot death and today they have become its target. How they were in the intoxication of youth whereas today none inquires about them. They were always engaged in the occupation of this world. Today their limbs, hands and feet are separated. Insects cling to their tongues and surround their bodies. They used to spend their time in laughter. Today their teeth have fallen off. What plans and arrangements they used to make for the future. 
whereas death was above their heads. The day of their death was near, but they were unaware that tonight they would not be in this world. I am in the very same condition. Today I am making plenty of preparations for tomorrow, despite being un unaware of what will happen tomorrow. How aptly a, an Urdu poet says, Agah apni maut se koi bashar nahi, saman ka hai, kal ki khabar nahi. That no man is aware of his death, he has wealth for a hundred years, but he is unaware of what is to happen tomorrow. This is the thing that becomes the barrier then from sin, the barrier from having these very long hopes that a person is conscious of death and he remembers death. Just to recite a few of the couplets of Khaja Azizul Hassan Majub regarding the remembrance of death. Says, Tu baraye bandagi hai yaad rakh, bahre sar afgandagi hai yaad rakh, warna phir sharmindagi hai yaad rakh, chand roza zindagi hai yaad rakh. Says, remember, you have been created to worship Allah Ta'ala. You have been created for the dunya. The dunya has been created to serve you. Not that you have been created for the dunya. Remember, be completely humble. Because the servants of Allah Ta'ala are not proud. So be completely humble. Otherwise, remember there will be disgrace. Then remember otherwise there will be disgrace. Remember this is a very short life of few days only. Ek din marna hai, akhir maut hai. Kar le jo karna hai, akhir maut hai. One day you will taste death. One day everybody has to die. Death is ultimate. Do as you please. One day death will come. Further he says, Tune mansab bi koi paya to kya? Ganje simo zarbi hath aya to kya? Kasre ali shabi banwaya to kya? Dabdaba bi apna diklaya to kya? Ek din marna hai, akhir moth hai. Karle jo karna hai, akhir moth hai. Says, if you gain any high position, so what? If a person gains some high position, merely on the note that this was serving his fulfilling his need of a earning a halal risk well and good but apart from that so what what has it achieved for a person in terms of the reality of akhirat and if he got a lot of wealth and gold and silver and treasures so what how much of it he used in a right way in a way to please Allah Ta'ala Alhamdulillah but apart from that so what and especially all that he finally left behind and went away, what use of that of it was to him? No use to him. He's gone. And if you constructed Qasri Ali Shabi Banwaya Tokya, he says if you constructed a huge mansion, a palace, so what? When a person is in the grave, is that going to be of any avail to him? If he built something that he had to live in, something comfortable, he could afford it, Allah Ta'ala blessed him with some ni'mat, alhamdulillah, fine. But it doesn't make, add any value to him. It doesn't make him any better in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. So therefore, he says, if you constructed a huge mansion, so what? And dabdaba bi apna diklaya to kya? If you manifested your pomp and your glory and your force and position, so what? What did you get out of it? Ek din marna hai, akhir maut hai. Eventually, one day you are also going to die. One day you are going to see this death 
and therefore you may do as you please, this death is going to come. So when death finally comes, all these things are going to be of no avail. It's not going to help a person in any way. Zor ye tera na bal kaam aayega aur na ye tule amal kaam aayega kuch na hangame ajal kaam aayega ha magar acha amal kaam aayega ek din marna hai aakhir maut hai kar le jo karna hai aakhir maut hai says your power and force authority somebody is in government somebody has some other authority and force and power he says all this will be of no avail this will be all left on the side and the long hopes a person had he had a 10 year plan and a 20 year plan and a 50 year plan and long long plans he had Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullahi writes about one person who came to him and so Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullahi advised him about now turning his attention towards Akhirat and dedicating himself to Allah Ta'ala so he said no I just got one little plan left and once I have accomplished this then I will do all this. Then I will now dedicate my time to Allah Ta'ala. He said, what is this little bit plan that you have? So, it's a lengthy plan that he had about taking the whole description of it is then given. For our understanding, he's going to take the gold from South Africa and he's going to go to China. And from China, he's going to buy the China way and take it to America. And from America, he's going to buy whatever something there and take it to India. And from India, he's, by the time this was like something like a two lifespan plan. And he says, after this is done, then he will now dedicate himself to Allah Ta'ala. So this is the, one person came to, uh, perhaps Mr. Taqi Usmani Sahib, one of the other shaykh ulama of Pakistan. And in the process, the discussion of Hajj came up. So now this is a very wealthy person, and somehow it came out that he has not yet performed Hajj. I told him, you have so much of wealth Allah has blessed you with, Hajj is farz upon you, and you have not yet performed Hajj. So he said, I am not like you all. You all go for Hajj and then you come back and back into the, all the dunya. I'm going to go for Hajj at that time. When I come back, then I'm going to be only dedicated to deen. He said, but when is that going to be? I just got a little bit of a plan. Once this is done, then I'm going to go for Hajj. And saying this, he started now describing his plan. So his plan was nothing short of becoming the biggest businessman of the world. The crux of it was that now that was his plan. So that would have taken another 150 years. And then he was supposed to go for Hajj. So this is what becomes the long plans and long hopes that a person, shaitan, gets him involved in. And as a result, makes him totally unmindful of death. So this is what he says, that all your long hopes will be of no avail. Yes, the only thing that will be of help is the good actions that you perform. One day you are going to taste death. So now you may do as you please, as the other couplet we discussed, that jaisi karni, vaisi barni, na mane to karke dek. How a person lives, whatever he does, that's the end result he's going to see. If he's lived a good life, he'll see a good end result. He's lived a life of being carefree, the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, then accordingly he'll have to face the consequences. Jannat bhi hai, jahannam bhi hai, na mane to marke dek. And there's jannat also, there's jahannam also. If a person doesn't want to believe it, let time come, when death comes he will see it for himself. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq 
of always being prepared for death. Subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanakallah, bihamdika, nashadu an la ilaha 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 